All right, and welcome back to another episode of the StatCast. We have had incredible ba- incredible basketball games all week long, and the week before that, too. Every series is interesting. Some are over. One, as we speak, is about to be over, unless the Pacers somehow sneak one over the heat. But it's been a lot of fun. The West especially, we've had upsets. We've had insane shots. We've had some favorites go down. A lot of controversy. It's, it's what you'd expect from the NBA playoffs when every team is playing every other day and it is exciting it is the best the bubble really has a lot of great stuff to offer we haven't seen a lot of bad basketball which is exactly what we were seeing sort of near the end of the bubble and i'm really glad it's over yeah so yeah but we also had the lottery yes as you may know from listening to the podcast i keep mentioning how much i want to talk about this year's draft because of how bad all the prospects are wait that's a lie they're all obviously all great. You should definitely listen to our thing and definitely skip it. But we're excited to talk draft. Sam and I each have our own uh, mock drafts at a certain point. Little draft guides too. But first, we're going to talk about NBA playoffs. But first, Milo Hamilton. Swinging, lining it to left. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Chris Park. All right, and welcome back to the Stabcast. I'm your host, Harrison Friedman, along with my co-host, Sam Greenman. Sam, what do we talk about first about these incredible NBA playoffs? Well, I think it's clear to me that the Sixers are messed up. They Sixers. got swept, <sighs> and Brett Brown is gone. Yep, as of and today. I, and I would be very surprised to see both Embiid and Simmons on the team next year. I think that's probably a good guess. Obviously, it's going to be a fun off season where we, I we could even do a segment where we bring each other a new Simmons or Embiid trade. One of us has to trade Simmons, one of us has to trade Embiid. The issue is that neither really fits on most teams in the NBA because neither is really built for the modern NBA. So I love that they're both on the same team. I love that together. Sorry, Sam Hinky. I mean, I guess you're watching from afar, but yeah, it's it's a mess of a team. They find a way to keep losing close games that remain a little competitive because Joel Embiid sort of cares. But, like, were you watching at the end of the game last night? Yeah. No, Joel it was – they oh. just – they lost it at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. They just, like, turned into – lead was as big as 17. And then you're down three games to none. I mean, I feel like uh, there's just – Embiid was – honestly, I feel bad for Embiid because he was carrying the team. He like his his back's point. super sore. Yeah. Well, I think it, I think when he figured he out that gave up. He, well, yeah. He, he, well, yeah. I, but that's the thing. He got frustrated, and he was like, he saw that nobody else was playing that well. He was like, "All right, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna. This is what I think of this team." Yeah. I mean, we did talk about like before the playoff started. Is like you were a little worried because the Celtics are going up against the Sixers, and the Sixers have a lot of big men. The Celtics do not have a lot of big men. Can you say that you had nothing at all to worry about now? Uh, I mean, oh, Embiid still dominated. I don't know if that's due to the fact that he was the he was being uh, fed in the post. Yeah, sometimes he was getting the benefit of the call to... a lot. 
Tice, Tice was trying to body him, I feel like. And B just made a lot of tough shots. Yeah. Yeah. Shot a lot of free throws. But yeah, that Kemba, Tatum, Brown thing. One day one guy was hot, another day the other yeah, guy was hot. Exactly. That's that's a really scary thing that the Raptors are gonna go up to face against. And we should mention the Raptors, like the Celtics, who I believe are the only two teams to sweep their way into the next round. Barring oh, the, heat. the heat, the heat, the, the heat are about to sweep their way into the next round. But I, as I'm watching, yes, they're up they're eight 40 with seconds forty left seconds left. And, yes, yeah, that game's over, but the series is over. Uh, a and M would say differently. Even A and M couldn't do this. I'm sorry, but even Alex Caruso and Daniel House, as great as they've been these playoffs, couldn't help the Pacers at a time like this. The issue is, of course, the fact they didn't have some bonus because the bonus is the guy you put body to body with out of bio. And now it's just really Jimmy Butler's kind of series, and TJ Warren really can't outscore him or outscore that team. Yeah, Jim, TJ Warren ran into a, a good defender at his position, and that's yeah. Jimmy Butler. The issue is also Oladipo is really not back yet. The athleticism is just not there. He can't create the same. Yeah, he doesn't have those. Sa- he doesn't have that same burst, and you you understand that because he's coming back from like a big leg injury. But it's unfortunate, nevertheless, that they really just went out with a whimper. Yes. But talking about the Raptors. The Raptors, they... Are they the best team in basketball? Right now, they might be. A, they just absolutely steamrolled over the Nets. Uh, had a scare in, I think, game two, but ended up winning close. and sweeping. Yeah. Um, that being said, the Nets were not not really a playoff team. They played hard. They played that's hard. That's all you can say about them. That's, yeah. that, that's, that's about it. That's, Harris that, that's where they showed up. Yeah. Joe Harris had 15 rebounds one night, you know. Which... It's sort of just like luck at the draw. Yeah, it really is. But, but the Raptors team, yeah, nevertheless, it's terrific. Yeah, it it honestly looks like the the machine of last year, you know, except Kawhi's not there. Yeah. But to be honest, I I haven't really noticed much of a difference. I think Siakam's we, slid into that role. I think they're the new Spurs because they've got talent at every position. They're deep. They defend well. Their coach is probably the best coach in all of basketball. Yep. And, like – Mark Gasol is a classic guy that the Spurs would have. Fred Van Vliet seems like a Spursy kind of player. Kyle Lowry is probably as Spursy as they get. Yeah. Just three and D distributor. Absolutely. Yeah. And yet we don't even mention their two best players in OG Ananobi, who has really made the bubble his own. Yep. And Pascal Siakam. Who might win most improved again. Yeah. Probably deservedly. He's he like we've talked about him on the pod before, but he really made that leap. He made a leap last year from uh, just another guy to real good second banana. But he's a star now. Yeah, he's he's a, a he's, legitimate all star. Yeah, hundred percent. He's number one option for that team. Offense runs through Lowry and then through him, basically. Yeah. And that's what I I, I feel like up. Kawhi is. Yeah, Kawhi is. The Raptors are in good hands, even though Kawhi is gone because Siakam's really just replaced him. Exactly. And everything he does. Defense think, isn't quite as, you know, elite as Kawhi's was, but... But I, the team defense is really impressive. The team defense is amazing. Lowry is a great defender. Ananobi's pretty long. Ananobi Van Vliet, eh. good out of college. Van Vliet is fine. He's passable. But Gasol... I, I, Gasol I think of him as, a, as Curry as a defender. Yeah. Curry yeah, is kind of underrated as a defender. He's not that athletic. It's just he's that he's small. short. He's just that he's yeah. short, honestly. But... I don't know. I remember watching him back at Wichita State. Yes. And he was 
I think he was one of the best players on the floor back then, even as those teams were losing, like, what was it, one game on their way to getting to losing in the second round of Kentucky? Yep. But, yeah. But regardless, like, Marcus Gasol, it's a very good passing team. It's a, it's a great team. Team is the word that we're going to use a lot when we're talking about the Raptors for good reason. And then the Celtics. Celtics I think the Celtics are, are very have their similar. hands full. Celtics I think we have, have their hands full. We have our hands full. That's true. It, it'll be a close series, but I honestly – They've been the two best teams by net rating in the play, in during the whole bubble. Yes, and so it's really going to be a clash of the titans. It, either of those teams would be an absolutely worthy finals representative. Yeah, it's weird because we've seen the Bucks look kind of mortal. Yeah, against of all teams, the Orlando Magic. Hey, but D. here, yeah, here's something interesting. I know the Bucks are probably going to win this series tomorrow night, but honestly, the Magic have been exploiting the fact that. The Bucks play a weird kind of zone, which yep. also makes gives them really bad three point defense. And like against the Heat, where it's true that Adebayo can't shoot the way that Vucevic can, but that Heat team beat them three out of four games this year, and they were up by a lot in the one game that they lost. I think they were up seventeen at the half or something like that. And so like Kendrick Nunn, uh, Tyler Hero, your boy from Michigan, Duncan Robinson. Exactly, Jimmy Buck, Jimmy Buckets too. That's the kind of team that I think is going to give the Bucks a lot of trouble. Yeah, I think we up, so. we lucked into two great uh, semifinal series in the East. Yeah, I think they're both going to be very competitive. Yeah, the unfortunate thing is that none of the series have been competitive thus far in the East, yeah. as opposed to the West, where they've been very interesting. Yes, but regardless, we're going to get a great second round in the East. Probably a better second round than we get in the West, which is going to be a little weird. Yeah. Because not the the picture in the West is not really that um, it's not that ironed out yet. There's a there's a tied series. There's two tied series actually. Yeah, two at two two. The other two at three one. There was no sweeps absolutely, but yeah. And so, any last words on the East before we move on to the West? Any uh, games you want I, to talk about? Or um, I feel like the Bucks have just slid down the power rankings a bit. Yeah, I would have them ahead of the Celtics, but I wouldn't have. I would put. The I might have put the Raptors ahead. Of, yeah. Yeah, the Raptors are just playing better. I think the Bucks have the talent to win out because Giannis is the best player in basketball. But that just like last year, that might not actually take them all that far. Yeah, I don't know. They they got beat pretty badly by the Raptors last year. Yeah, because Mike Budenholzer fails time and again to adjust. Yes, it's it, would you would you predict the Heat like next time we talk? I don't know how many games will have been played in the series. Let's say it's three games have been played. Let's say, who do you think wins? Who do you think is up after three games in that series? Heat Bucks? Yeah. Heat Bucks after three games in the series? Uh, I would say the Bucks. Okay. Do you think they're going to be up 3-0 or 2-1? They're going to be up 2-1. Yeah? Okay. I kind of like the Heat. I think it's possible we're overrating the Heat. Maybe the Pacers really were this bad. They kind of struggled. They kind of struggled in the bubble, but that's another really well put together team. And Eric Spolstra, I think, is just a better coach than Mike Budenholzer. Yep. So, and then predictions for the other series: Who's going to be up after three games in Nets? In uh, sorry, in Celtics Raptors. Celtics Raptors. I could honestly see the Celtics being up two one after three games. Yeah, absolutely. Again, they have the best. But I feel like that's a definite toss up. That's a series I'm excited to see. Yeah. I hope it's one of those series where every game comes down to the wire. 
Yeah, like the which, heat, there was a Heat Raptor series in which basically in like 2016, where every game mm-hmm. was within like five points. Yeah, that stuff is a lot of fun. I hope we see that. Yep, and the Heat have just finally clinched it, so we are going to have Heat Bucks and yep. the Celtics Raptors. So yeah, only uh, well, we're not necessarily going to have uh, Heat uh, Heat Bucks because the Bucks are still only up three one. But come on, we know, we know. Yeah, the Magic. And, uh, the Magic tried. Yeah. But, Get, they get their participation Vucevic, trophy. Yeah. They're they're gone. With I think Brooke, I think Brook Lopez is the X factor in that series. But you know what we said? We the Bucks kind of remind me of the Rockets. The Rockets are great in the regular season. Like all their all their rotation guys are great in the regular season. They kind of fade away in the playoffs. Yeah. The Eric Bledsoe. That's what happened last year too. Absolutely, exactly. The exact same thing happened last year. Bledsoe we were, disappeared. For yeah, for a while we were like, are we sure Bledsoe was good? Then he was very good again in the regular season. Like, oh, whatever, Bledsoe can handle it. He and Chris Middleton like, kind of not been there. I don't know. Well, Chris Middleton it might he might look better because every time he plays the Celtics, he scores seventy points. Well, they would have to. But again, they are playing the Heat. I don't think the Heat's defense is good enough. It's, it's hmm. the issue. Jimmy yeah, Butler Butler's not going to stop Giannis. Butler's Ad- not going to stop Giannis. There's Ad-Bio no one that's would be put on him. Yeah. Ah, that's an interesting matchup. How are they going to match? Because yeah. then how are they going to match up otherwise? Who are they going to put With on Lope. Lopez? I think they put someone smaller on him. I almost want them to put like Jimmy Butler on Brooklyn. On Brooklyn. I don't know. You would? I know. I would put Butler on Middleton. Okay. Yeah. That's probably that's probably the right one. It's it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting series. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, seeing the Bucks only beat the match by 15 is a little, it's a little, it's a little dangerous. All right, let's get into the more interesting series where we've had Dame win a game and then the Lakers sort of mean business for the rest of the time. We've had and then them shoot twice as many, more than twice as many free throws as the Blazers. Which, how surprising. And then in the other series, you also have Denver win the first game. Even as Donovan Mitchell drops 57 points, was it? Yeah. In overtime, and then Utah has won the next few games rather easily, and now they're up 3-1, which I don't think anyone Despite Jamal Murray's 50 points. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray seem to be trying to get the record for amount of 50-point games by a tiny point guard in a first-round series. Yeah. Which is going to be close. It's going to be close. Jamal Jamal Murray has been great, but... Not good enough. Michael Porter Jr., people say I've said this a lot, but he's a sieve on defense. He, they, they can't play him in more than spurts. Like, he's got the body to be good enough. I don't know if he's good enough laterally. And obviously, and Jokic has been... Uh, everybody's, everybody's said that Jokic is like, wow, look how slim he is. I haven't noticed a difference. Yeah, also Harden. I was looking at Harden. I don't know. If it was oh, Harden. Oh, Harden's Harden, like Harden yeah. What? No, Harden's yeah, early. no. That, I saw the same picture that you saw. That was, t- that was tough. Tough angle. Yeah. No, no, I was watching the game today, and Harden just looked kind of early. There's yeah. one picture that was taken in the bubble. I for, I couldn't like bring it up, but like it's bad. Gotcha. But yeah. Anyway, so those series have been interesting. But do you want to talk about easily the most interesting series we've had? Yeah, Clippers, Clippers Mavericks. Very interesting turns in the series, especially Game One. Porzingis getting two texts, getting ejected. Yeah, that was Game Two. Was that game two? It might have been game two. But... I think Mavs won game one in overtime, I believe. Right? They might have, but I was that was you know, even before the series, that that was gonna be a series to watch. Absolutely. No matter what. 
two I had a teams. hunch the Mavs were going to be good in that series because the Clippers, again, we've seen Milwaukee. Milwaukee and the Lakers also did not perform that well in the run-up to the thing, but the Clippers also looked a little shaky. They were missing guys, possible chemistry issues. Paul George is turning into a pumpkin as we speak. As, as usually happens in the playoffs. Yes. Listen, Paul George might actually get past the first round of the playoffs this year, but it's through literally zero. Well, he's got past the first round of the playoffs before. Okay, yeah, that was, that was in the Eastern Conference. Come on. He was in the, he's been in the West for three years now, and this would be his first time getting to the second, uh, second series in the West. Okay. Conference semis in the West. Yeah. It's the East. It's the East. I, I, I'm sorry. It's the East. Yeah. That's all I got to say. But, I mean, you've seen how easy it is to win first-round series in the East. Yeah. If you're a good team. But regardless. We got the, uh, we got the a yeah. incredible Luka step-back three-game winner. Absolute oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stones of steel. Yeah. Ketchup so, in his veins. I can't believe, I, I can't believe that shot. That's like that's the kind of shot. Remember Harden shot against the Warriors in that yeah. season game over like Clay and Draymond. Over, yeah, over the yeah, that was the that was the Kevin Durant out of bounds game. Oh yeah, the one where they didn't call it, but whatever. Rockets still won, but that was Luca doing this, just absolutely dethroning the team that everyone is picking to win. Like, if he doesn't make that shot, then I think the Clippers probably should be title favorites. But he made the shot, so now we're doubting the Clippers. Turns yeah. very quickly, but Luca single-handedly might take down that Clippers team. And that, again, that game was without Porzingis. The he's still a game time decision for game for game yeah. five. Clippers have only won games in which either Porzingis didn't finish or Luca didn't finish. Yeah, they have not won games where uh, they didn't, first of all they didn't win the first game where they had both of them down the stretch. And even the second game without Zinger, Luca still won it. Seth Curry was great. That's a really good team around uh, Luke and Brzezinkas. And l- listen, it's clear that there aren't really any, um, I don't know, terrific players outside of those two. And even Porzingis might not be the best fit with Luca, but Luca legend is real. Yeah, it is. We also have an interesting, I don't know how this series is tied to, too. Rockets Thunder. <laughs> I know how it's tied to, too. Schroeder <laughs> had a playoff career high 30 points to in game four. The trio, we talked about this way back when, but about that three-guard lineup of Schroeder, Paul, and SGA. Like, remember, they're like, what, a plus 30 on the season? Yeah. They've averaged 76 points the last two games combined. Yeah, that's... Man, Harden needs some help. The issue, yeah, Russell Westbrook is honestly the perfect remedy to this team. The issue is he hasn't played yet. Yeah, man, Harden needs help. If the Rockets win this game, then we're like, yeah, we don't need Russ back. But no, the Rockets really need Russ back if they're tied 2-2. The thing is Dort. Have you been watching him? Luguinz Dort. Absolute Lou. stopper. Sweet, sweeter Lou. Maybe Sour Lou? Sour Lou. Sour Wa- Lou. Waterloo? <laughs> <laughs> this is Harden's Waterloo right here. Like, So here's the thing about James Harden. When he can't, when he's not hitting his threes, he drives better than almost anybody. And he also drives and kicks better than almost anybody. Do you know how many shots he had uh, close to the rim in games two and four? Um, looks like 10 to me in game no. four. In game four, right at the rim? Yeah. No, those Was were... it smaller? Was it like two or three? He had six combined shots at the rim in games two and four. They won game two. They lost game four. 
And yeah, game but three, he we did think have more free throws are because like wow, he only shot five free throws game four. That's yeah. not the Harden way. The issue with Dort is that I think Harden's getting a little tired. He has to go up against him every time. Dort is just a friggin' tank. Somehow he very impressively. Uh, did not draw a single foul in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, he would have fouled out because he drew his fifth foul late in the third. Yep. And Harden just can't move him. And since Harden can't move him, he can't drive on him. He can't drive and kick. The Rockets missed a ton of three-pointers late. Well, the Thunder had a terrific come. The Rockets were up by like 15 with just a few minutes ago in the third, and the Thunder stormed back and came to within one by the end of the quarter. That should not be happening ever. But because Harden can't drive on Sarah Lou, he couldn't get anywhere. Yeah, uh, I, I the Rockets seem – their playoff window is closing. Their, their title window is closing. It's this year and next year. It's That's, very – it's very shut to me. Yeah, I don't know. After the first couple of games, people were talking about the Rockets as like, oh, are they actually the oh, title no. favorites? Bowers let up four runs in four innings. Oh, someone spotted the pine tar pregame. No. <laughs> All right, anyway. What a shame. All right, Trevor Bauer, it had to fall off eventually. No, it didn't. God, gosh darn it. That .99 ERA probably just got wrecked. Yeah, it's at 178 right now. Bob Gibson is still uh, laughing in it. Yeah, he's .66 ahead of him. Yeah, but Shane Bieber's still at 111. Shane Bieber could do it. Oh, wow. If he he doesn't pitch another game this season. (laughs) Honestly, if it's Shane Bieber, Shane Bieber, you want to pitch more games because he's been so good. But this is this is basketball time. Yeah. Chris Paul has been very impressive. The Thunder have been really good shot makers. The defense has been a lot more impressive than I honestly figured. The Rockets' defense has also been very good. They're very active with their hands and everything like that. But they don't really have any creators. Robert Covington should not be trying to do fancy moves around uh, in the lane or trying to kick out the shooters. There were just a bunch of dumb turnovers for were passes from drives that sailed over people's heads, kickout passes. They obviously just need Westbrook back. I, I, I Seriously. Think it's more... Westbrook back, that's that's the antidote to Dort because if you have Westbrook bringing up the ball every time and you have Harden moving off screens, which is literally something Harden never does, it actually started doing a little bit of in the bubble. And that's actually how they used to play back in OKC, uh, maybe way back in like 2012. Yeah. Russ just draws the defense to him. And because... Uh, Dort is always going to be very far up on the perimeter guarding Harden. He's going to have much better lanes. Because if you watch the games, literally the Rockets' entire offense is having uh, people throw screens in front of Dort and Dort just barreling right by him. Sour Lou could end the Rockets' title. Uh, uh, Sour Lou's just not sticking with me. I need something else. I know. What do we got? I mean, obviously there's a whole deal of him being a tank. Um, is there some sort of German word? I feel like because there's you know you got Dortmund, but you've also got like ponds or tanks. I don't know. It'll uh, come. It'll come. Luftwaffe. Which, Luft, eh, eh. That would be sort of like a team that shoots a bunch of uh, hits a hits a bunch like just an air raid. It's an air raid kind of team. Yeah. We'll figure we'll figure one out. We'll figure one out. So yeah, Sour lose. It's a little much, but I don't know. loved him in college. He's great. He in fact he and Harden went to the same college. They both went to ASU. Yeah. Dorf from Canada both, though. It's true. Harden is from L.A. But they're both built relatively similarly, even though Dort is a little more muscular and Harden's a little... Um... More chubular. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think the Rockets still win the series, 
But this is the kind of series, if you're going up against the Lakers next time, you do not want to go seven games. You want to go four games. You want to sweep. And they easily could have won both the game last night, which I those two nights ago, which they honestly really should have won. Um, the refing at the end of that game was a little suspect. Just going to say that. Classic but Rockets fan. The NBA actually ruled uh, the play that Eric Gordon did not get fouled on a foul in the two in, last two minutes. Hey, so, you can't complain. Scott Foster was refing our series. Tony Brothers refed the game today. I'm a fan of Brothers. I feel like he's all right. They're, no, not for the Rockets. Well, I mean, nobody's good for Brothers, the Rockets. Scott Foster and Tony Brothers are like the oh, who's it's Angel Hernandez and, and Joe West, uh, Jim, Joe West of basketball. Seriously, the kind of people who've been around forever, and everyone freaking hates them. Foster's worse for the Rockets. Can't say Angel Hernandez is all that great either, though. I mean, Angel Hernandez is just bad. Yeah, but he literally just sucks. Uh, another side note: there have been two pitches, right, two fastballs right down the middle, and oh yeah, the last like three the nights that haven't been called strikes. There was Stamont, right the and then there was a Liam Hendricks pitch that didn't get called. But Jeez. alas, who is the um for that? I don't remember Surrender? what the second was. Yeah, first one. No clue. Oh okay, but yeah, we could talk about baseball, and we talked a lot about baseball before we started this podcast. But basically, you should watch Josh Gaumon pitch if you like turn in tune into like some random or James like, Karinchak like six or something. James Karinchak, the future best pitcher in baseball, actually the current best relief pitcher in baseball. Yeah. My only gripe with this season is that my preseason Cy Young dark horse Josh Hader has pitched a total of like eight innings, which probably because the Brewers kind of suck this year. My Bieber Cy Young pick yeah. still looking good. Your Bieber Cy Young pick is gonna win out. The issue is, is Sonny Gray. Was Sonny Gray your Cy Young pick? He was. But he that's a great Reds rotation. It's a great three-headed monster at the front of that rotation. Yeah. But anyway, back to basketball. So we talked about the playoffs. Who do you who are you predicting for winning the remaining series in the West? West is how many games? I see the Rockets taking the next two games. Okay. I see the Lakers taking seven. two of the next three games and winning in six. Well, Lakers are already up. Th- uh, oh, they're only up two one. Right? Yes, game four is happening right now. Yeah, Lakers are already up five nothing. I think you can. Uh... Oh man, game's over. So I think it's over. But yeah, I think Lakers win tonight, and then the series. Uh, is did the over. the Flyers just pulled the goalie with eight minutes left? You know what? I don't. I mean, why not? You only lose once. They were. Yeah, I mean, they're down four nothing. Also. Oh, last I checked, it was one nothing. All right, well, okay, that makes a little more sense. Yeah, the Islanders scored a flurry at the top of the court at the top of the period. A Theo flurry or a Mark Andre flurry? Um, a fake. Uh, well, fake, Jonathan Taves is possible younger brother of Devon Taves. Devon Taves. Devon Taves. That's a that's a terrific name. Yeah, it's a, it's a real name. shame, Jonathan. I wish Jonathan Taves hadn't played in the NHL just so Devon Taves could have one of the coolest names ever not to see but like a random strange successor to uh, Jonathan Taves. It's sort of like who's that guy on the Golden Knights who has the same name as like oh Carlson yeah. William like, Carlson? Matthew Carl- William Carlson yeah. And there's also because, John like, Carlson. There were, You know there used to be no, no, two no, no, Sebastian no, no, no. Ajos. But well there's really? Yeah. That, Different but, country <laughs> of origin as well. But no, no, Carlson. That that spelled the Eric Carlson way. So yeah, there's, Carlson, yeah, there's a lot of Carlson. Carlson. It seems kind of fake. William Carlson just seems like kind of when the Golden Knights started becoming this 
apparently now a hockey podcast. When the Golden Knights started becoming really good, which was year I one, honest, year one, I honestly had no. I thought all the names that I was saying were fake names because I had never heard of like William Carlson, Jonathan Marchessault, or, who's this yeah, guy? Exactly, Jonathan Marchessault. Exactly. That did not seem real. Obviously, I knew like Marc Andre Fleury, but outside of that, it seemed like a bunch of made up names just for the random new team that they literally just picked Ryan up Reeves. Street. Who's this guy? Okay, I know Ryan Reeves, former Blues, uh, yeah, uh, cheap shot legend. Yeah, but, former Blues goon. Yeah, but anyway, um, what about the series predictions for? Yeah, so Lakers Utah winning Denver. in six. Do you have any thoughts on Utah Denver? Yeah, no, get? because it's two teams that are just gonna lose the next round. It's a shame. Like, if the Mavs win this series, do you think they get? There's the, no they... chance that the that the either of them win. Okay. Against the Mavs. You don't want to see Donovan Mitchell and Luka dropping, I don't know how many. No, I'd like to see it, but I mean, the Jazz are bad. Remember, I'm not a Jazz guy. I just don't like them. Me neither. I was really hoping Denver would actually pull it together, but they seem very unwilling. 10-0 Lakers on Portland right now. Yeah, LeBron just hit a a three. Yeah. Yeah, uh, For LeBron was washed crowd after game two or even game one. Y'all are insane. LeBron is not washed. Yeah, no. I, I, he was just resting. He was load management. But yeah, so you predicting Utah wins in five? No, I I oh yeah, Utah's up three one. Yeah, which is weird, but sure. Yeah, I'll sure. It. I'll 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 pick him in six. Uh, I well, God, I uh, I'll be the I'll 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 be I'll be that guy that says Mavs in seven. Mavs in seven. Oh, look at that. I'll be that guy. I, I think you're going to hate me for this, and I'm also going to hate myself for Are you going to say Mavs in six? It. Clippers in six. Wow. God. I really hope that's not true, but it, it seems the way that it is going. But if the Mavs well, do Well, one of us is going to be right about the winner of the true. series. Yeah. If the Mavs do end up pulling, it's probably going to be like Clips in seven to just get those balls off, but then yeah. probably some terrible or ending. Mavs, where like... Mavs in six or Clips in seven? <laughs> Clips in five. No. Um. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the Clippers do pull it together. And Beverly's not coming back there, right? He, I, I haven't really. I, I think, think I think Shaman's better than Reggie Jackson. Shaman was good enough. Okay. I did not There's like. There's a lot his, of people that are better than Reggie Jackson. I did not like the way Shaman was shooting the ball at the end of the last couple of games, but he's better than Reggie Jackson at the very least, which I think Detroit fans can tell you. Yeah, but. Yeah. And then finally, Rockets Thunder. I have Rockets in seven. I have Rock. I think I already said Rockets in six. Yeah, you said Rockets in six. God, I hope that this would be the classic Rocket series to blow. So, like, I'm already mentally preparing myself for it, but my brain, in the very least, is telling me Rockets in seven, and then lose in a heartbreaking six games to the Lakers, which is not going to be fun at all. Well, whatever. Sometimes dreams don't come true. Uh, our Celtics Rockets fantasy which would be like uh advanced sports advanced basketball stats nerds uh true uh true dream of a of a final with with neither of the one or two seeds even making it there that's not gonna happen yeah, it's, might a, make it, it. it's the classic it's the classic man i don't man i don't want the two i don't want four one seeds in the final four exactly <laughs> <laughs> we had that once what was that 2008 yeah that was the that was the Kansas year, right? That, who won? Was that? I think it was Kansas, wasn't it? It was, was the Kansas, Kansas Memphis. 
Yeah, it okay. was the Kansas Memphis game where it was the Chalmers game, wasn't it? I think you're right. Was that 2008 or 2007, though? Probably 2008. Let me check to make sure. 2008. Wait, 2008 was the Gators, yeah. wasn't it? It was. No, it was Mario Chalmers. It was Mario Chalmers. That was okay. Mario Chalmers. Yeah. But that was an incredible year. That was incredible. That, Steph Curry should have made it, but what can you do? They went to the Elite Eight. I think I think that was as far as Davidson would go. I don't know. I miss, I miss Tyler Hansbrough, Psycho T. Yeah. I've never heard a player called Psycho T before, which, like, is it's a little jarring. I feel like if he had been born, like, 10 years earlier, he definitely would have been in the Malice of the Palace. Oh, 100%. Palace might have ended in a death or two. But <laughs> unfortunately, he was drafted to the Pacers five years too late, which is a shame. But speaking of drafts. Yeah, speaking of drafts, how about we talk about this upcoming one? Because we finally got the lottery. Sam, yeah. what, are your, what are your hot takes on lottery night? Which lottery teams, night? Which teams uh, got jobs? Which teams are the real winners and losers? Some fancier problems, uh, I might say. Obvious, obvious losers are the Knicks. Eternally. Yeah. Cavs, kind of tough. Winners, Cavs are a weird team. Yeah. I'm sorry. Winners, I think the Bulls are definitely a winner. Yes. Timberwolves, obviously a winner. Are, are the Timberwolves a winner? Here's my, my hot take is that Timberwolves are actually a loser. Well, if they don't want to pick somebody, then they would trade. All right, Sam, you have a big uh, spreadsheet, basically. So yeah. let's actually let's let's run through who has the picks. Uh, first overall pick, we have Minnesota. Minnesota. Number two pick is Golden State. Number three pick is Charlotte. Number four is the Bulls. Five is Cleveland. Six is Atlanta. Seven is Detroit. Eight is uh, the Knicks. Nine is the Wizards. Ten is the Suns. Uh, San Antonio at eleven. Sacramento twelve. Pelicans thirteen. And Celtics taken from the Grizzlies at fourteen. So, Sam, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think, should trade down. You think should trade down. They don't make any sense. Uh, for when did I say the Timberwolves should trade down? Guys. You didn't say that? I think they should trade down. I don't think the Timberwolves make any sense for any of the top three guys in this draft, and they would be much better suited uh, picking up some assets and trading down. So, Sam, who do you think should be trading up? Trading up, I think the Knicks would, but I feel like the main players to trade up are would for be who? for who? Phoenix to try to get Devin Vassell. Okay. Uh, Orlando to try to get Tyrese Halliburton. And okay. Portland to also get Vassell. Gotcha. So you think? Well, and Phoenix to get Killian Hayes. Yeah, Vassell and Halliburton seem to be two of the more put together guys because some many people have been saying this is a role players draft. And one thing we've seen with a lot of role players nowadays is they need to sort of be good at everything. And Halliburton and Vassell do have some weaknesses. But I feel like much... Halliburton's very, very much a floor general, and Vassell's yeah. very much the prototypical 3 and D guy. Exactly. They're your prototypical role players. The issue is that the possible stars, like now we talk about like Ben Simmons, for instance, as your, pro, as your I don't know, he's the paramour for star, uh, serious star with a huge gaping hole in his game. So... Do you want to talk about the top three prospects in this draft and the issues that we have with them? Yeah, let me pull up some stuff. Let's do it. So top three prospects, I should mention, are we usually see Anthony Edwards, uh, sort of a shooting guard from Georgia. He's about 6'5", nice long wingspan. James Wiseman, who is huge. He's 7'1", 7'6", wingspan from Memphis, only played a few games, was one of 
I think the best prospect coming out of high school. The issue is, I don't know, Sam will tell you the issues. Number three, we have Lamella Ball, did not play college ball, is the son of LeVar Ball, is the younger brother of Lonzo Ball, is a very tall point guard, he's 6'7", and one of the best passers immediately as soon as he enters the NBA, in the NBA. This is correct. So what's the question here? So what are their weaknesses? What's the issue with those? Uh, LaMelo, I think it's obvious his weakness is going to be accurate three-point shooting. Accurate shooting whatsoever? And, well, Even. accurate shooting whatsoever and just uh, – do we Defective see him – field goal percentage was 42.5% in yeah, Australia. That's pretty, yeah, mm. yeah I, I just – he's going to be – if he doesn't, like, get better, he might turn into Reggie Jackson. He might be like Sean Livingston – but like without that classic Sean Livingston seventeen footer. Yeah, wow, man, that's Sean Livingston's man. That's the most deadly shot in basketball. Yeah, imagine Sean Livingston, but like not having the deadliest shot in basketball, the most reliable, dependable shot in basketball, which so, might be Chris Paul's seventeen footer these days. Yeah, I don't know. Lamelo just seems like he could. I think everything depends on his shooting. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's the. The issue is his shot sucks, and his shot selection gonna, is not great either. It's like if Ben Simmons decided he was actually the best three-point shooter on earth, but remained Ben Simmons, except maybe like a little bit shorter. Probably can't carve bigs. But what about Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards, he's, mm, he's Andrew I Wiggins two point He's he is. I feel like he is not doesn't shoot a lot of <laughs> doesn't shoot a lot of threes accurately. Yeah doesn't really have the best defense uh, and is kind of just a Austin mid-range lazy. guy. He's also yeah, he's just he's got the same Wiggins like, eh, I don't care. So he went to game. Georgia, which is very, like, you would not expect the number one pick to come out of Georgia. Well, Tom Crean was the coach of Georgia. He went there for Tom Crean and uh, probably the bag got dropped as well in his direction. Well, yeah. But, yeah. Interesting, like, I don't know, James Wiseman goes to a new coach in Memphis and Penny Hardaway. Um, Anthony Edwards goes to a new coach in Georgia and Tom Crean. The the best play, the one thing about basically the college basketball season this year is the best players weren't playing really very good to teams. Play. Yeah, Wiseman barely played in the slightest. And Georgia kind of got wrecked a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, best case, Anthony Edwards might be like Vickle and Depot or something like that, where he's really good creator. He's great getting to the rim. The issue is, like, he also might be Andrew Wiggins, where he's a super athletic guy, but he doesn't actually care that much. And that's why I have issues with him and the Timberwolves. I don't think he's – he does not strike me as very disciplined with the ball. Yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff that he needs to clean up, but I think – isn't he, like, very, very young? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's young. He's one of the youngest players in the draft. He's one of the youngest players in the draft. He's still only 18. No, he's 19. Is that what was it? When was he, when was he born? August fifth, two thousand one. Okay, so he just turned nineteen, like less than a month ago. Yeah. So he was eighteen all season in college basketball, and he had just turned eighteen when he started playing. Yeah. But I don't know. The issue is like, okay, so we say he's the best player in the draft, right? Yeah. Or he's the number one prospect on most people's boards. Some people say Lamelo Ball, which perfectly fair. I mean, if you're okay with like a little bit shorter Ben Simmons, who thinks he is a constant green light, sure. But all these there's not guys, much appeal. There's not much appeal. Yeah, there's all not, these guys need they don't have like, fit. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, Halliburton and Vassell fit any offense and yeah. defense. 
I, I honestly think that they're what, whatever team gets them is going to be very happy that they get them. Yeah. Because I think that they have such a high floor. Exactly. And I think they're going to be better right away. Halliburton seems like a pro already. Yeah. He seemed like a pro already his, so- his freshman year. And then his sophomore year, he took more over more the ball. Vassell is just a good player. He does exactly what you'd expect him of him. And I like him a lot. But yeah, I do too. Auburn. Also, guy, he's Bruce a terrific Pearl. defender. He's a terrific defender. Like, yeah. From the, at the very beginning, he's going to be playing great defense, and that's going to help your team immediately. But yeah. So, at, regardless, even of also we talked about uh, Anthony Edwards in the mobile. Also, James Wiseman. The issue with James Wiseman is also checking out of a lot of games. We don't know how long he's going to take to develop. Is he a center? And is he's a little a little unpolished. It's Especially quite in possible. The post. Yeah. It's quite possible that he does end up being really good from the beginning because he's probably the most talented player in the draft. The issue is, is he the right kind of player for this NBA? He's also had the off-court issues. Yeah. And hasn't really played. So Exactly. I, I wouldn't say there are off-court issues. I'm fine with what he's done off the court. No, uh, yeah, but I, mm, I don't know. I, I mm. What? He's not a fit for today's NBA. I'll, I'll, I'm exactly. Still to say it, and I'll you know what? Yeah. I'll go further. James Wiseman is Greg Oden 2.0. That's just I don't buy it. I, I buy. Why do you not Oden buy it? Greg Oden couldn't run, and James Wiseman looks like a gazelle. The issue with James Wiseman is that he's not that much of a smart basketball player. Greg Oden, I think, was a better basketball player. Greg Oden just his knees didn't work, or, or couldn't really support him. James Wiseman is like a great guy. I think he's gonna stay in the league for or should stay in the league for a while the issue is just his entire issue with staying on the i don't know how long often he can stay on the court but not like stay on the court like getting injured stay on the court like he might be a liability so you're saying he might be anthony bennett <sighs> he's gonna be somewhere in between anthony bennett and greg odin i don't buy that i think the he's guy going to be I, darko milicic i think the guy who's most likely to fail from this draft is anthony edwards of the top three guys i think Lamelo. I think Lamelo is going to be the best player of the three, and I think Wiseman is going to fall somewhere in the middle. But he could fall much toward one end or much toward the other end. I don't really know. Yeah, I think all three are actually very unpredictable. All three have a very high bust rate. And the question is, do each, does each one really have that high of like a start, of, that high of a ceiling? Because of the Yeah, I feel them, like they're all really only good yeah. at a couple of things. The way this usually happens, we all know, is one guy is a complete bust, one guy's kind of average, and the other guy makes us rethink the why we ever even questioned him. All right, the, so here we go. Fultz, easy- Tatum, and whoever the second pick was. Lonzo Ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we well, had yeah, exactly. the bust, Fultz. We had, why do we ever doubt this guy, Tatum? Tatum. And, and we, we had the average like, pro. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. But like, he's not a top two potential. shouldn't be the second overall pick. Yeah, I think that's and that's what I think we're gonna have. I think Lamelo. I don't think Lamelo's gonna ever be as good as Tatum, but I think he's gonna make multiple All Star teams. I think Edwards is gonna bust. I think Edwards. I don't know if he'll make multiple All Star teams. I know. I think he'll make multiple three point shootouts. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. I well, know. I mean, he's gonna take a yeah. high volume of them. The thing that I can see happening the easiest is Lamelo Ball. He's got. He's got staying power because of his court vision. And neither well, the other two guys are his family. That's true. But neither the other two guys are terrific basketball players, I would say. They're both insanely athletic, much more athletic than the Mellow Ball. 
But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if either bust out of the league. I, I, I think we're underrating Wiseman. I think like people are underrating Wiseman a little bit because he is a really terrific player. But it, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. All right, so, but regardless, I still have Anthony Edwards as my number one overall pick in my mock draft. What about you? Yeah, I do too. All right, so tell me why. Tell me who, who do you think is going to take Anthony Edwards number one overall? The Timberwolves. Yeah, so the Timberwolves, you think, keep their pick? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think the Timberwolves are really going to trade down. Yeah. The issue, of course, is that they did just trade away Andrew Wiggins, and so getting Andrew Wiggins 2.0 is sort of maybe not the best idea. It isn't the best idea, but they are Terrible the Terrible fit they next are to D'Angelo the, Russell? Yeah, but they are the people that tr- that brought in Andrew Wiggins 1.0. No, that was not Garrison Rosas. Rosas traded him away in his first year in charge. So just going to say uh, that. Yeah, but... Uh... Yeah. And Andrew Wiggins had much more hype than Anthony Edwards, but whatever. I think that the Timberwolves should trade down Target Killian Hayes or Tyrese Halliburton, who would fit their offense much better. I think Halliburton is a terrific fit for that team. Like, he's a great fit next to Cat, and he works just as well next to D'Angelo Russell. And unfortunately, I think they're going to end up with Anthony Edwards. Yeah, such for them. I would try to trade down. You know who I I would love to take one of these guys? Chicago. I bet Chicago would love to take one of Edwards, Ball, or Wiseman. Trade down to number four, Minnesota. Uh, they would take a... Edwards. Lamelo. They... Lamelo. I think oh, I, I think they would take Edwards before they would take Lamelo. Maybe. I think he's. I don't know how. I don't know if he fits on that team. I don't think either of them do. That's. I. I... Yeah. I like Lamelo with that team. I think it's a. It makes them interesting for an interesting team. But yeah, I think Chicago is probably best thing where they are. Yeah. All right. So, we both have Anthony Edwards number one. Who's your number two? I got Wiseman. Really. Yeah, the, uh, there's no real place for Ball to go. Like, where would where would Lamelo Ball play on? Here's the... a lineup. Here's a lineup. Uh, I've got for you. Steph at the Steph at the one, Clay at the two, Lamelo at the three, Eric Pascal at the four, Draymond Green at the five. Lots I mean, of passing all yeah, there. Yeah, no, Lo- I could see Pascal, that happening. Almost everyone on the team can create. Everyone on the team actually can create because Clay can really can create if he ever has to. There's Lamelo is actually an above average rebounder, so I think. Remember how like Simmons finally started to play at the power forward and is actually getting a little better. No, I actually don't because he's bad. Yeah, but I think Lamelo put him on like on the wing or like have him like sort of down low even, and like, or maybe like at the high post, be like kind of a new brand, maybe like a little bit very old school type of player. Brandon Roy, esque. Now, Renroy is also clutch as hell and is insanely athletic. I don't know. I, don't, I just I don't, don't, I don't see the ball different. fitting there. I feel, I feel like the Warriors could actually benefit from a true big man. No, I, I refuse to. I refuse to believe that. Steve Kerr has been trying to do that literally forever. He always tries to get like festive. Yeah, he did. It, but he did it this or, year. I know, I, there's a, I know yeah. there's asterisks with this year and like they didn't have everybody healthy. Yeah, but, I, I just I love that fit with like Lamelo and Pascal next to Stephen Clay because that's a better rebounding team than you think. So like they're not going to really suffer on the boards. There's just such good creativity there because Pascal yeah, actually but can. Seventy percent of the usage rate is on three guys. Yeah, I think it could be interesting. But also, what I like about Lamelo with that team is that he needs space. There wasn't really space in that team. 
And he also needs someone, like he needs real pros to make sure he doesn't actually shoot the shots that he wants to shoot. LaMelo Ball cannot be given his own team. He cannot be given the keys to his own franchise. That would be so bad for his development. So yeah, I just getting yeah. on a team like a Warriors, that's that's a great talent with I think at least a decently high floor. And that's the kind of guy who probably can carry the team and yeah. make them keep building around shoot because then I, you can draft more shooters. I told you before, more. they're very interchangeable. Who? Wiseman and Ball as the yeah. two and three. Yeah. I so you have Ball as your as your three to Charlotte? Yeah. Why would you put him there? Because I, I listed the biggest need for Charlotte as talent because right now yeah. they have none. I feel I like Wiseman doesn't have as much fine. talent as Lamel Ball. Yeah. Well, I mean, Wiseman already got taken, so like they can't really get him. Well, you. Uh, what do you think they might trade up? Well, no, I, but like it depends on who gets taken first. Yeah, of course. I honestly I... think I honestly think Charlotte is just going to take. Well, obviously, Charlotte's just going to take whoever the Warriors don't take, and I. But I think yeah. they they would be fit, good fits either way. You know what I think could be interesting, James Wiseman and PJ Washington as a front court. I could see it, because PJ Washington is sort of like your big box out guy. He's like he's like he's like six nine, but he plays bigger. Yeah. He's 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 sort he sort of reminds me of Bam body wise, maybe not talent wise, but he's a good enough creator. They sort of mask each other's weaknesses. And they really fit each other's strengths, I think. Because, like, Wiseman doesn't need to do too much in that sort of scenario because he does have a guy who is creating. But he can, like, his first year, all he has to do is sort of rim run and block shots and just finish at the rim. You might have a little bit of an an absence of space, but I think Washington has decent enough mid-range and can shoot the three ball. And Wiseman maybe shouldn't be shooting the three ball, but can shoot the three ball. That doesn't get too blocked off. Weird weird how how you're describing Zion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah a little bit but i don't know I, i've always liked pj washington the same way i liked bam's game when he was in college i also liked pj washington's game in college i think I that think he, if yeah. wiseman i think wiseman and autobio could be very they're good comps oh wiseman and i was yeah. saying pj washington and autobio i would honestly say wiseman and autobio too i was a little too small though wiseman's like seven one no, I know, but I'm saying yeah, like yeah. they block shots, they run around the floor like crazy, and yeah. they don't shoot many threes. Exactly. Well, I think Adebayo is better handle. But yeah, but I, I mean, I, I think just, that would be a good. I, there's pairing. just such a big question mark for me about Wiseman because like I, I just I, yeah. haven't really seen him play. You know what I sort of view it as? I sort of view it as like maybe a little more talented version of Sabonis and Turner. And we know Sabonis and Turner hasn't worked out incredibly well because Sabonis plays a little too close to a little too much five. But I think that's like the kind of thing where you have and then you sort of like maybe try to be the next Indiana Pacers. But I, mean, I could see a little it. more I, talented. A little honestly, more talented. I could see a fit for both of them on both teams. Yeah. And then like, obviously you're not going to win. It's not a win now move because Charlotte is not a win now team in the slightest. And so I think that just helps them a little bit. Um, and like, they'll be bad again next year. But that won't be too much of an issue. Let's move to four. All right. Yeah, now now it gets a little weird, yeah. Yeah. Who's your four? I got Denny of DJ. Of DJ? Yeah. I have Obi Toppin, but I could have gone either way on him on him and Evdia. I think they're both fits for the Bulls. I just think that... I just say... And, and I, I think the Bulls are more apt to take a switchable wing. Like... Yeah. 
I feel like and that's... If he ever plays defense, will be a switchable wing. But... Well, yeah, but I, well, I'm mainly saying about his position that he's going to play is he's very much capable of playing three or four positions. Yeah. I like Toppin because I think he's... He's, a, he's a, your classic fan favorite kind of guy. He plays above the rim. He... I feel like Chicago is a team that really does need to compete sooner rather than later if they're ever going to compete, unless they get rid of Zach Levine, in which case it's totally different. But, like, I like Obi Top on that team. I think he pairs well with Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell Carter Jr. is a better defender. Toppin isn't quite as good a defender. There's not really that many great defenders in Chicago outside of Chris Dunn. But it's th- that will help them score even more. And Toppin is a much better shooter than Denny is, at least at this point in his career, even though... Uh, Obi obviously is 23 years old. Yeah, the only reason I don't have Obi at four is because he's not from Chicago. He's and, from New York. Yeah, but he played <laughs> in Ohio, so I have him with the Cavs. Gotcha, and I have a Via to the Cavs. Yeah, yeah, both of those, okay. Yeah, both those teams I, have weird guards who can't defend at all, and yeah. they're also like centers who they have Levine and Sexton. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, uh, exactly. And Garland and, and Darius Ward. Garland. Yeah. Yeah. Neither of those teams are all that talented. Um, I think of Dia as the better fit because I think uh, Cleveland has too many big guys. And, but I don't know. The Cleveland well, literally. I don't think they're going to keep talent. any of them. You're talking about Charlie needing talent. Cleveland really needs talent well, anywhere yeah. they can get it. And besides, like the guard spot because they have terrible. Guards, and they need but, shooting ooh, too. Good, they need yeah. shooting. Which you should not have to say with Sexton and Garland as your two guards, but they yeah. are busts, man. We can can we say it right now? They're no, bust. Sexton's not a bust. Sexton's not a Sexton's bust. Sexton's a bust. He's not. He's, he's like we people compare him to Russell Westbrook before uh, when he was going to be drafted. Well, that was never. He's like if I Russell Westbrook that. was never actually the, okay, all that. Well, you good. had your sights like set all too the high. Bad then. parts of Russell Westbrook. You had your sights set too high. Barely then. any of the good parts. What? Then you had your sights set too high. He was a eighth overall pick. Yeah, that's not. He was supposed to be the next guy to lead that franchise. Eighth that's pick. Westbrook was taken third, not eighth. I know, but he was comparable as sort of like your super athletic guard. He's like. I think Steve Francis think. is the better is the better comp. Maybe, yeah, and also Sexton's not a smart player. Westbrook at least is doesn't always make the right decision. But he's a smarter player. I don't know. And Garland is just not very good. He's like he's got to really really turn things around. Well, the thing is, I think I don't think the Cavs want either any of their big men, and I think to- Toppin yes. is the, their next big men. That's fair. I think they just need wings. Like uh, Jedi Osman is not like uh, he's not the future. Denny of could be a better, um, not technically not European, but European enough kind of guy. All right, so number six. I we got, got we got the same top five, just some people switched around. Who's your number six? Onyeko Kongwu. Really? Yeah. You think he's a good fit next to John Collins? Yeah, I think the twin towers right there. He's an athletic, athletic big that's gonna actually play defense, unlike John Collins. Yeah. Just, they've already got Clint Capella though. He's not in their plans. Yeah. I don't think he's in. The, he, no. I almost don't believe John Collins should be in their plans, so I actually kind of like your idea of Okongwu. <laughs> that's, I think that's I, weird. Yeah. But what I have, I think, fits really well next to Trey Young. I think Tyrese Halliburton is your two classic. point guards. Yeah, but two, but, just two. Okay, floor generals. It work? Uh, I think no. That's because uh, SGA is kind of taking playing a second filler right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's one guy teaching the other, but at the same time, Halliburton and Trey, I think, makes sense because you can always have one of those two guys on the floor. First of all. 
So you're always going to have a really good creator initiating your offense, which a young team like that really needs. And obviously Trey Young and Trace Halliburton are pretty young too, but regardless. Uh, Halliburton at least is a good defender, maybe not on ball. Apparently he's a very good off-ball defender though. He gets deflections, he gets steals, he even gets blocks. But Yeah, you I said, think, I mean, he's NBA yeah. ready. He's very... Exactly. Very That's the kind of, well, well taught fundamentally. I think he's, he's an Iowa State guy. He's an Iowa State guy. He's a cyclone. I, yeah, I mean, is Fred Hoiberg their coach anymore? Probably not. But maybe he went back there. I thought Fred didn't Fred Hoiberg go to K State. He met. I don't know. I don't know what Fred Hoiberg. Uh, the, last time I heard of Fred Hoiberg was when he was like sick on the bench the day before coronavirus. Oh, I do remember that. That was kind of not a great look. Yeah, he's Nebraska. He's Nebraska. Nebraska, okay. Which, K-State, Nebraska, Yikes. basically the same thing. Well, I, I think they're Both very similar bad. places. Both, yeah, exactly. But I think he's a really good fit next to Trey Young, is basically my deal. Because they need more ball handlers. They need better defenders. Kevin Herter can't be, like, your fit next to Trey Young because the dude can shoot, but the dude can't play defense whatsoever. He's a, like, you want him to be your next Clay Thompson, but he can't, like, take on the – other team's best scorer ever, like, play again. So, you need someone like Terry Halliburton in there. Let's go to seven. Pistons. All right, who you got? I got Killian. I think Killian's a good fit for them. I think what they kind of have, like, they, they're they probably going to have at least a choice of two of Terry Halliburton, Devin Vassell, and Killian Hayes at their spot. Yeah. At the very least, one of. And I think all three of those guys are good fits for the team. I have them taking Devin Vassell. I think he's the kind of guy who, like, in a really good world, could actually be like a Paul George type of player. Yeah. And that's the kind of guy who you can, well, Paul George, I don't know about now. Yeah, no, but... I was going to say more Kawhi Leonard, actually. Yeah. High I mean, praise. High, no, it's he high praise, but I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying prototype. Yeah. I, in the, when it comes Maybe to comps. Jalen Brown. Uh, sure. Yeah. People are going to be compared to Jalen Brown now. What do you think about that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a max player, I mean. Yeah, maybe not as good of a creator as Jalen Brown, but he might get there. He really might get there. But, yeah, I think he's a good fit for them. I think they're two years away from being two years away in Detroit because they have the least talented roster in the league. But Vassal and Luke Kenner together as your wings, I think, like, that's kind of it's better than some other of these teams have. Or, like, New York, for instance. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they're going to Detroit's just another team that needs talent. Detroit is the kind of team who, if you're Detroit, you got you just pray and pray that you tank the hell out of next season and you end up with the number one pick in Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Because if you suddenly have, like, Cade Cunningham, Luke Kennard, and uh, Devin Vassell, that's a terrific team. That's a terrific young team. Also, next year's the double draft. Exactly. Next year? I think it's going to be two, I think it's be two years. I would not Might be the next yeah, year. Might be, yeah, no, yeah, draft. actually, yeah. But, yeah, I, I like Killian because I feel like the Pistons need a ball right. handler. So, so Absolutely. Yeah. So who do you have for number eight then to the Knicks? Halliburton. Okay. Yeah. So he's gone by over there. Yeah. Why do you have Halliburton to the Knicks? Uh, they, need a, they need a point guard, and they've had a problem of taking guys that are very not polished. Example, yeah. R.J. Barrett's kind of needs some work. Yeah. Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson needed some work when he got up. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like Hayes could also go there. If, if he's not picked by Hayes. then. Yeah, so I think a point guard, I I feel like they should take Halliburton. They might take Hayes. Yeah, and mine, Halliburton is unavailable, in which yeah. I think they probably would pick him. But Hayes is good because RJ, 
the thing about RJ is he's never had space to operate. He's really good at driving, but he's never had space. And like at Duke, it was insane like how little space he had just because it was a really, really bad team around him and Zion. But regardless, yeah, you notice I didn't mention Cam Reddish. Um, well, yeah, because he's a pump, yeah. another, another pumpkin, Cam yeah. Reddish. Yeah, I think RJ is better than Cam Reddish, for instance, For first of all. Uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of Hayes, people that are better than Cam Hayes Reddish. Hayes is a good creator. He's a really good passer. Yes. Again, all lefty backcourt and RJ Barrett and Killian Hayes. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Um, he's, he's a, he can be a good spacer because his three-point shot is developing, and he actually is decent at defense. I think Hayes actually probably ends up as a better player than RJ, but I think that's the kind of backcourt which, like, you can finally start imagining a franchise built around. Built around. All as right. long as you get rid of all your power forwards. Who's what you we... got at number nine? I got Vassell at nine. Okay, I have Okongu. So now we do have the same top nine. Yeah. Just mix around. Uh, I think that they need a a wing, honestly. Yeah. Wizards need a wing, uh, one that's not going to require the ball as much. Exactly, Vassell is not going to yeah. ball heavy again because John Wall is finally coming back. We don't. Know yeah, we've been saying it for three years though. <laughs> no, but as long as he doesn't fall down another flight of stairs, he'll be back. Yeah. But I have Okongu going there. I mean, he's available. First of all, Wall, your guy is not. But uh, I, I really feel like they would. T- I, my, don't they like Thomas Bryant? I think Okongu can play with Thomas Bryant. I think you can play with him with Thomas Bryant or Mo Wagner, although I don't think Mo Wagner is very good. But I think That's, you can play him take it with back. Please take it back. Michigan, remember, Michigan. Uh, Mo Wagner might end up being better. I don't think the current version of Mo Wagner is an NBA player. But yeah, I think he's a good fit with Bryant because he's, he's big. He can create a little bit. He'll be a very good rim runner at the very least and a really, really good guy in the pick and roll. And so like him and Beal together, I'd love I'd love that combo. Obviously, yeah. like Vassell would be a terrific fit for them, but just here, he's just didn't make it there, unfortunately. Also, that team needs good defense. He's a really good defender. Same if with you want Vassell. an Adebayo guy who again is not as good of a creator, a is great. Yeah. Who do you he's, have at ten? He's a smart he's a smart player. Ten, I have Isaac Okoro. Okay, I have Kira Lewis. Really? Yeah. I like Okoro. I have it here, as a placeholder but... pick because I don't think Phoenix is going to keep that pick. I think they're going to try to trade up and get a better point guard. I think if Phoenix, I think they're fine with Ricky Rubio for now. I think if Okoro drops the, like the way he has in here, because I think he's a better player than number ten. I think actually the between six and ten is actually really good players. Yeah, between but six I don't and think 10. Phoenix needs a wing. They've got I Booker he... and they've got Ubre still, right? Well, they have Ubre and they have Bridges. Booker, I would say, is a guard. But I think Okoro is good because, like, he's another creator. He might be better than either Bridges or Ubre, and he's really good. Good, I don't know. He's a really good two-way player. And so, like, the more you have like that, the better. The more like your team can really hold up against anything. It just makes the team deep. If you want to have, make a playoff run, adding Okoro to that team really does help you. The more three and D wings you have, the better. Yeah. I, I mean, if you see that 8-0 run, that's a team that it's like you kind of want. If they, you want Devin Vass, Vassell, sure, go get Devin Vassell. I, I see nothing wrong with it. But I think Okoro is just as good. And uh, I, I was going to pick Lewis as a placeholder. I, I, I've seen Okoro going higher. Why Lewis? I don't, I don't know if they need a point guard. I, the, Ricky Rubio's on his way out, I, I feel like. Maybe he could, like, I, f- I feel like Rubio should lead the second – He's going to lead the second unit soon, and I feel like the guy that should lead the first unit should be picked this year. Quite possibly. I, here's what I like. I like. I think Rubio reigns in Booker enough. 
I think he makes it so that Booker does not have to be the primary creator and can play a little off ball. So even though it might hurt your spacing a little bit, I think it works well enough that I wouldn't mess with him. But also you think they should go up and get like Halliburton, which I think would be a great fit. Or Hayes. Yeah. I think those both would be great fits next to Booker. Better than Kira Lewis at the very least. Who you got at 11? This is an interesting pick. I have Patrick Williams. Tell me about him. That's the thing. They're not going to – another pick that's not going to be kept. I don't see the Spurs staying at 11. They don't really have a need for anyone that's, like, on the top. Yeah, I'm making another weird pick. Yeah, I've been making another weird pick. Tell me. Yeah, well, I just – I feel like Pat, they need they kind of need a Lamarcus Aldridge replacement because he's the guy that yeah. really fit in that s- spot. Yeah, Patrick Williams is a guy that has kind of elite eighteen foot range and kind of is working on getting out beyond yeah the line and defense is. Eh. He's a he's a tough kid. Yeah, yeah he's yeah he's a great personality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have them taking. Who do you think you have them take? Take a guess. It's not who do you, you'd expect. Can you give me a position? Uh, guard. Cole Anthony? Yes. I think it's a very Spursy pick because I think he might be like the smartest player in the draft as far as that stuff kind of goes. He's obviously clutch. We've seen what he can do down the stretch. The issue is that he might also be a little Austin Riversy, which I think he's a little better than that, but whatever. But he, I don't know. He's the kind of guy who, like, you give him a few years, Pop kind of works on him, and that guy can actually be the lead point guard on your offense. I think he kind of got undersold last year when he was at UNC because they had such a, such a shitty team around him. It was a really bad team. Like, I think Roy Williams said it was the least talented team he'd ever coached, which, rough, because he was literally coaching them at the time. But, yeah. But so I think Cole Anthony, he was one of the top three – prospects coming out of college and his starter i think fell a little too far he got exposed a little bit he's a little small yeah but i think they can work with that because demar Derozan is a big two all right i i see a fit for it i just i think that the spurs are gonna end up trading down it's fair they could still get cole anthony or patrick williams in like the mid-teens late teens all right who do you got next uh i got a coro okay i think it's a little far for a coro to fall i think a team might even like trade up to get a crow at 11 if he falls that far, which I think would be really interesting. Like, if Dallas was just decides, I don't know if they have any the ammunition to go for it, but yeah, like they if Dallas decides yeah. they want to add a crow, they definitely could. Or like if Minnesota, I don't know, wants to add a crow, they also could. Or Brooklyn, yeah. A lot of teams, or Miami, that's a, oh, that's your classic Miami move. Get a guy like Isaac Okoro to make a great team with great wings even better. Yeah. So you have a Coro there. Do you think he's good? I think he's good for with Sacramento, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why do you like him? Oh, I like him because he's a wing. The Kings need wings. Yeah. You know, Bogdanovich is kind of. I feel like he's kind of on the downswing. Is he not? He didn't really play that well. Yeah. This year. The, and it's not a great team there. It's not a great team. You have the only real pieces there are Fox, Bagley, and Heald. And yeah. you know the three and the four are kind of in the air right now yeah and i feel like the best available for me at least is a coro that's fair definitely who i have been taking tyrese maxey i think the kings kings it up as usual and screw it up i think maxey is not a great fit for this team but he's the exact kind of guy the kings would take 
because he's kind of irrelevant next to Heald, who we should mention they just extended and then put on their bench. Yeah. Whatever. And De'Aaron Fox, who was always hurt. And that would be a very small lineup. I mean, good ball handler. Weird fit. But he can make shots. So, like, it's the kind of guy who, like, you can sort of squint and see it happening. I don't know who else really fits with that team because, like, I, I already have Because a it's a team going. that is a bunch of misfits to me. Yeah. it's That's the kind of team where you really do need to blow it up. Unless if Bagley gets healthy, maybe then it's different. If Bagley gets and stays healthy. But eh, I like about – I wish De'Aaron Fox wasn't there. But maybe De'Aaron Fox is even a little overrated. Who got a 13? Aaron Nesmith. Me too. Look at that. He's a classic spot-up shooter that the Pelicans need. Yes, he's a terrific shooter. He's bigger than you'd expect. Yeah. He has 52% of his threes last year. Yep. Which is, and he averaged 23 points a game, which is real nice stuff. It's real nice stuff. I mean... It was at Vanderbilt, so it's... Yeah, I mean, we saw what Darius Garland did at Vanderbilt, but yeah. The issue is, like, he can shoot, maybe he can't finish... Yeah, Maybe but I feel he, like he that yeah. makes him the perfect fit. Yeah, he, he's he's they a perfect have, have JJ Redick protege. Can, he's a yeah, exactly. perfect JJ Redick protege. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His defense obviously needs work. So JJ Redick's, but like that's the kind of guy you put him, J, you put him and JJ and Brandon Ingram, Zion and I don't know one other Lonzo. person out there, Leonzo, I guess. That's a fun team to run out. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to bring back Redick or not, but like that would be a real fun, exciting team to run out. All right, uh, 14, the, your Boston Celtics. Who do you have them taking? Uh, this precious guy. Precious Achiua? What do you like? Yeah, I don't like anything about him, but the Celtics no? are in desperate need of a big man. I and don't I think, think they do that through they... the draft. What? I don't think they address it through the draft. I, I see. I don't either unless they trade like way up I think and they try to get Obi. Yeah, Obi's not their guy. Obi's, a, eh, he's Obi's not, not their, guy. their guy, but I feel like he could work there. Oh, Congo would be a great Celtics fit. Now that well, no, because he can't really shoot. I don't think that matters. Uh, First of all, he could develop a shot. Second of all, like, well, he's a really good defender. But who I have them taking, I'm like, you know what? Celtics always need to get a little deeper. Gordon Hayward really is on his way out, in my opinion. I have them taking Sadiq Bay, terrific shooter, just relatively similar to. Nesmith, except he's a better defender, even if he's not quite as good of a three-point shooter. He's the kind of guy who you could either have off the bench or, like, run out in lineups of Kemba, Bay, Tatum, Brown, and Tice, which is scary-looking lineups. I mean, I feel like you, we are, there's already three or four guys that are currently in the Celtics lineup, and if you put anybody there, it's just like, man, that's a scary lineup. Yeah, exactly. But, like, another wing... Who like how tall is he? He is, he's he's six eight. That's a, like the Celtics just need more p- wings who are like six eight, six nine, and what do you mean we have like place. twelve of them? <laughs> oh, I know. Let's just add more. Make make the entire team out of a six eight three uh, and D wings. We're not the Rockets. I would love it. I would love that. That that's a switch. You want switchable? That's a switchable as hell team. I mean, obviously someone's gonna be like hunting miss. They're gonna be hunting Kemba and mismatch whatever, but like. Marcus Smart and those three guys? Oof. I think that's dangerous. I got Orlando next. I got Cole Anthony. Yeah. Because you think they need a point guard to replace yeah. uh, our 
two kings, DJ Augustine and Markel Fultz. Yeah, absolute I stalwarts. Love, I love DJ Augustine. I'm sorry. He's, <laughs> he's revitalized himself in my eyes. He was not very good for most of his career, but he's now like weirdly talented offensively. He was a big reason why they won the first game against uh, the Bucks. I, I have been taking Josh Green. Okay, I think Orlando's a big player to try to trade up and get Halliburton. Yeah. Oh yeah, or Halliburton or one of the, or Vassell or Aporo. Yeah. Oh, are they the team that's getting uh, what's his name back? Uh, that guy from Auburn who's got oh who's that guy from Auburn who got injured? Chuma Okiki. I think he's on Orlando. Hmm. Right? Yeah, Chuma Okiki. He's he's the he's a wing who they add to their weird group of like six, eight, six, nine people who Isaac don't really fit together in the front court. Aaron Gordon. Yeah. I think Isaac's like six ten, six eleven, but yeah. But I have them taking Josh Green just because I don't really know what the right fit for them is. I guess they need wings. They need wing scoring. Josh Green is your classic three and like he literally is your classic three and D player who's not gonna do anything else. I mean if he does do anything else, then like that's icing on the cake. But like he's he's like your Danny Green kind of guy, but like maybe not like that good. But could be. All right. To round off yeah. the draft talk, we're at number sixteen. We're at Portland. I have through tr- I have through twenty. I'm just gonna tell you that. Okay, I only have through sixteen. Okay. So who you got for Portland? Jameis Ramsey. I don't know very much about him. What do you like about him? Uh, Texas Tech. He is. Portland's an, another team. See, this is another filler. A lot of these picks are filler picks. Kind of just like yeah, the best, like the best at their position. Yeah, they're gonna trade up. I think Vassell goes well with that team. I, I mean, Vassell would obviously go well with any yeah. team, but I think this Portland trying to get Vassell finally gets them some real defense on the wing because McCollum doesn't really cut it. Uh, Jimmy he's good. Is he a little small? I don't know. He's a, he's, he's he is he is CJ McCollum size. So yeah, that, that's why that's why I'm not like really attached to that pick as happening. You know what I think is kind of funny? I also have them taking an um, an undersized small forward, a guy who would play the three at the very least, who is from a less uh, lesser well, less well known college in Texas. Can you guess who? Hold, hold on, Desmond Bain. Yeah, I think he's your he's he's that he's a classic. That's such a reach. Is it really a reach? I think he's a good player. He's on like twenty something or thirty something in some draft boards. KFC's got him at 22. He's a, he's a terrific three-point shooter. That's another great thing to add to that team. Yeah, you're absolutely right in that what they really need is a wing like Okoro or Vassell. Vassell in particular would be a terrific fit with Portland if you, like, trade to get him. But I think Desmond Bain is, like, a good guy. Like, he and Gary Trent Jr. could make for a really scary bench lineup. You didn't even know Gary Trent Jr. is before the bubble. Come on. Listen, I would have replaced him with uh, – who's that other guy who actually didn't end up working out all that well, but they really – cared about last season carmelo anthony no 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 who's that young wing they got a young guard seth curry oh, <laughs> come on come on <laughs> what no portland had seth curry last season La- yeah, yeah yeah okay they had him last year but oh, he's also losing by 22 so this is kind of bad um let's see oh who's the guy why don't i even remember him uh and Fernie, and Fernie Simons, yes. And Fernie Simons. Yeah, he was the talk of the town last uh, last year, and now it's Gary Trent Jr. I think Desmond Bain is a good fit for that team. It's gritty. Like, it's a fun backcourt because he's also a really smart guy. Like, he's, he, he, is yeah, he a he's fun your classic guy, though? TCU guy. Sure, why not? He, 
I mean, teams will love he, he shot again. He shot forty three percent from three, eighty percent from the line. He can pull up. He's he can read the floor. He's a good defender. Honestly, better defender than like uh, McCollum or Lillard. Although they're they're improving. They're improving. Um, I think he'd be a good good fit for that team. Yeah, they're really improving think, considering yeah. they scored let up sixty two points in approximately <laughs> nineteen minutes. The issue is their front court. Portland yeah. does have a lot of holes. I don't know if they make the playoffs. I don't know. Nurkic seems to be really good. Yeah, he fouls too much, though. He fouls too much, but I think that's something that could be taught yeah. out of him. Maybe Okongu is also a good fit. Yeah, there are several guys who are good fits on a lot of teams, but who aren't going to be picked in the Yeah, that's why five. I think Portland's going to trade up. Yeah, they, they are a good trade-up candidate. All right, so number 17, I've got your guy. i got Patrick Williams. I think he's your classic compliment to Cat. He's a rim runner. He's a good gritty score. Yes, he can really play defense. That's the pro. But okay, but then you really who think he can. Whatever. Minnesota. It's Minnesota. They're the worst defensive team in the league. I feel like with Minnesota, if you just go out trying as hard as you can to get a defender, first of all, it's not going to help. Second of all, because they did, they tried doing that with Jared Culver, and look at how well he's done. I mean, he's it's raw, his first, still. first. Yeah, his first year. But regardless, I think that team is just going to be so bad at defense unless Cat actually tries that, like, if you run out a guy who can't shoot, then it's actually going to hurt their team because then there's going to be less spacing on offense. So I think given Patrick Williams, who would have huge lanes to run to the basket if, like, he's got D'Angelo Russell and Cat around him. And I kind of like him and Anthony Edwards together, too. I don't know. Patrick Williams obviously cares a little more than Anthony Edwards, but yeah, they're a little harsh, but I think that's kind of a good fit together. Then for Dallas, I think that they are they're such going to be such a good team that they don't have too many real holes. Even though they could just like improve it at most positions, I like RJ Hampton for them. All right, yeah. Because like, have you been watching this play this playoffs? They yeah, have, like, no, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Seth Curry. Well, once and again, whoever. Tim Hardaway Jr. is an elite Michigan man. Who he is is not gonna back down from anybody. Do you wish GR three was better? Yeah, he's in the playoffs, isn't he? On the Sixers? I thought you just said he was in the playoffs. He was. No, I you know was <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. So I think Archie Hampton fits well in that he's another really good scorer for that team. He needs lanes to drive in, and like if he can take the ball out of Luca's hands, maybe be a good enough closer for them at the end of game, so Luca doesn't do everything himself. He can't shoot quite as much, but he's he's apparently a very good driver. He's very quick to the rim, according to the venerable Kevin O'Connor. So I think that's a good fit for Dallas because you've got huge lanes there. You've got so many people shooting threes that like the lanes of the rim are always going to be nice and big. Yeah. 19 for Brooklyn, I got Jaden McDaniels. I kind of view him as the kind of guy who you get him almost more for the second contract than the first because right, obviously they're in win-now mode. With, yeah, so he's uh, not going to play Kyrie, that much. So he won't play as much, but like... And won't demand a bigger contract. Fun. Exactly. He's like, he kind of can grow and develop and like get enough minutes and like learn from like... He is Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> exactly. He's, he was a, one of the top prospects. He's projectable. He's good enough at defense or projectable, at least good enough at or catching, and, catching and shooting that he will get playing time if he doesn't get a ton of it. And I think he's the kind of guy who, like, he and Karis LeVert might be the leaders of that team in three years. Yeah. And then Miami, I have Kira Lewis Jr., who fell much too far 
probably should have been picked by some other team. Probably will be, be traded up to be, get picked if he actually falls at 20. But, like, he's another guy who you like, oh, my God, I can't believe Miami actually got this guy. A little bit of a Kendrick Nunn type, a little bit of a Kendrick Nunn type, but a better playmaker, in my yeah. opinion. With terrific athleticism. Great player. Great player all around. All right. And that's what we got. Yeah, that's all we got. <laughs> anything that's uh, anything that stuck out to you or anyone you wish was on picked by a different? I don't know. I don't know because it's just we're so far away from the draft that there hasn't really been any talk about it. It's like I feel like we're kind of shooting in the dark here. Yeah, but I think this this is a good one to keep. Let's go back to it. Let's revisit it like the week of the draft and yeah, see how things have changed. We did the same with our March Madness and, you know, to try to see how that turned out, but we didn't get the results from that yet. I think we can just claim that we were right all along. Yeah, so. I mean, we're not wrong. You cannot – Yeah, Dayton, Dayton is the champion. Dayton is the champion. Well, I, I, I don't even remember who I have as champion. I don't think I picked Dayton, but Dayton is the champion. In our hearts, in our hearts. Whatever. Jalen Crutcher is going to set the world on fire next year. I hope, I hope. But, I don't know. I'm excited for this draft. I can't wait to see what kind of trades we get because I think we will have a lot of trades. Yes. But many people are talking about trading up to like the top few picks. That's not going to happen. Not, no, it never really not does. Not going to happen because no one really fits with those guys. No, I don't know which teams are like, oh, my God, Lamelo Ball completes my team or James <laughs> Wiseman completes my team. But the he other guys – is my everything. Yeah, and neither of those, none of those guys I think you really want to hand the keys to your franchise to. And thankfully, Minnesota and Golden State – don't really need to do that and if charlotte ends up with james wiseman then you aren't really handing him the keys to your franchise so because they've got Devonte graham still and pj washington there although obviously james wiseman should be decent as a rookie hopefully but then then i think you get a lot of teams trying to trade up in like the five like the six to 14 range yeah i six think to 15 that's... range six to 12 especially or six that sort of deal yeah so we at the very least we're excited. We're going to have a fun draft night, which I believe just got delayed indefinitely, which is great news to hear. Same thing with you free love, agency. You love I, – I just love that. Yeah. Um, but I, don't, I think it'll be good. We really have had a great playoff so far. Even if uh, – like Lakers and Clippers, I think, are going to legitimately get tested if the Clippers even make the conference semis. So we should have good stuff there. The East is going to be terrific. I expect some low-scoring games, lots of really good defense being played because all four of the teams remaining are really good defensive teams. Yeah. And the Celtics are probably the best offensive team. Don't forget. But the Bucks also historically one of the best net rate teams ever by net rating. Yeah. The Raptors might have the best all-around team, and Miami is just scary because they could be the best offensive team on every given night. They could be the best defensive team on every given night. Yeah, they, so could, they could heat up, you know? They sure could. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. Next week will hopefully be the this week will hopefully be the last one where I'm talking on my iPhone earbuds. Uh, if the Com Studios at BU are open next week, I will be in one of them. We could even have Sam call in; would be a lot of fun. Um. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That yeah. It'll go from my audio being great and your audio being not so great to the other way around. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I might have to download Audacity onto my phone, under my computer rather. We'll see. We'll see. But it's been a lot of fun doing these quarantine pods. I'm back at BU now, and school's starting soon, but playoffs really are just heating up. 
exactly you know that's good for <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> i'll see you next week we'll have yeah. you guys next week um and we hope you enjoyed it